when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, gang, and welcome to My Dad Wrote a Porno and the first footnote of season two. Now, for this year, we thought we'd do something a little bit different with the footnotes. We thought we'd, like, invite some guests on the show. Bit of a curveball. Bit of a curveball, a few friends of the show, and generally shoot the breeze with people who just love a bit of Belinda and love a bit of filth. I'm here with Alice and James, obviously. Hi, guys. Good day. Good day. And for our first ever guest... We've got one of the earliest adopters of my dad's work. So early. So early, freakishly early. I think he read the book before we did the podcast. <laughs> and he's also been in a few movies throughout the years. You might have heard of the Lord of the Rings series, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Sin City. Hello, Elijah Wood. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. What are you up to? Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia in Canada, working <laughs> on, a, on a television series. Were you reluctant to talk to us today? Because it's your good name that you're basically putting to Belinda Blinked, and it's pretty smutty. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, it is smutty, but it's a certain brand of smut, I think, that is altogether its own thing. It's tragic smut, isn't it? It's tragic smut. <laughs> tragic smut. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey here. We're talking about Belinda Blinked. Which is better. Very true, because it's really funny and kind of ridiculous. <laughs> so how far through, are you? have you completed it, or are you kind of partway through? No, I listened to the entire thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Guys, no, seriously, every, it was every Monday that it was released, right? Yeah. Hashtag yeah, porno day. Listen to a new episode every single Monday. So you must have been bereft since then. I have been. <laughs> it has been quite a while since we were on air, so we're really excited about coming back, actually. I'm excited that you're back, too. I can't wait to hear all about the new book. <laughs> so people will have heard chapter one now of book two. What would you like to hear in the rest of the book? Oh, um, I think I just want more information. Um, <laughs> Don't we all? It, yeah, it's not really continued adventures of Belinda that I'm as interested in. I think I'm more interested in genuinely who she is uh, and what is happening. And also, what is at stake? Because it doesn't seem to be that there are any stakes at all. (laughs) Um, I mean, the last chapter, which, you know, obviously so many of us anticipated, uh, you want a sense of resolution of something having happened. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not at all ask, is it, for a book? Exactly. And there really wasn't anything satisfying. So I'm, that's what I'm looking forward to in book two. And I have a feeling that I'm not going to get that. Yeah, you're say, in the wrong place. Up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but I'm intrigued at the notion that she's traveling. I think this is exciting. Yes, so it takes her out of the English countryside and it puts her in international spots, which she's could, going um, out of her comfort very zone. Very exciting results. Yeah. Um, we mustn't forget at any point that Jamie's dad wrote this. Yeah. He did actually ask me because I did tell him that we were talking to you today and he got very excited. No. Um, yeah, he said, and this is a direct quote, he said, this is such an honour to have him on our show. Please remind him to stand up straight. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope you stood up straight, Elijah. What does it mean? God knows. But he also said, um, he asked a question to you and he said, do you think, Elijah, that Rocky's future could be as bright as Tolkien's? What do you think? Ooh. <laughs> um, absolutely. <laughs> Said with such conviction. Wow, there. pregnant pause. <laughs> absolutely. Well, he'll have a different kind of legacy. Um, n- no less impactful, <laughs> I think, by indication of how many people listen to this podcast. And it's if that true, is an indication of the influence that he's had um, and the legacy that he will potentially have, then uh, it's looking bright for Rocky Flintstone. It certainly is. He also asked another question, Jamie. What was the other question? Oh, God. He also asked, were you Bilbo or Frodo? <laughs> he can't quite remember. Incredible. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. My question is, like, how does he feel about the podcast? Because clearly it's making fun of his work. So does he take it seriously? He thinks that he's kind of working on a level that's above us. Like, he genuinely thinks that we're mocking it, but that we just don't get it. That is incredible. (laughs) In years to come, he thinks we're going to look back on this and think, wow. We're so embarrassed that we didn't get it. And your mum in this this equation? Yeah, mum. Poor (laughs) mum. Their marriage has never been the same, frankly. Um, Do you know what? She's been really, really supportive. She just doesn't want to engage with it in any way. So she hasn't listened to it. She hasn't read it. Um, but she's very proud of how successful the podcast has been. That's great. That's great. And she's not read, she's not read the books at all. No, no. I mean, she listened to the first episode because I got my three sisters and my dad and we sat them down to, to like listen to the first show just to get permission from dad, basically. Yeah. Um, and mum just flounced out with like a bottle of wine and said, I'm not listening to this. This is disgusting. And then as we started to press play, I just saw her creeping down the stairs and put her ear against the door. I was like, mum, come in. It's fine. You can listen. Um, so she's into that one. But no more, unfortunately. I think she needs to understand this side of her of her husband's life. And my- <laughs> I mean, that's you can't turn back once you've done that, though, can you? No. And it's, I I think what's the best thing about it, ultimately, even from her perspective, is that he clearly has no real sense of sexuality at all. So (laughs) so it's actually kind of harmless because it's so ludicrous. And even his like basic um, knowledge of anatomy is is so flawed. So I I can't imagine it actually being that offensive to her. Because it's quite sweet and naive, really. Yeah, there is a naivety. very naive. Yeah, absolutely. Are you saying you've never been aroused by Belinda Blinked, Elijah? No, I've not. <laughs> but by hanging pomegranates? Because no. he does actually have, like, really, really passionate fans. And he's even had people starting to write fan fiction of the characters that he's created in Belinda Blinked, if you can believe it. Life of its own, you guys. Yeah, it really is. Have you read some of the fan fiction? Not yet. We're thinking of maybe delving into it at some point. Oh, no, I think you must. <laughs> in that <laughs> case, we shall. <laughs> this is what's so great is he's written this thing in the privacy of his, his shed, the pavilion. Um, and 
you know, essentially sort of working out his dreams of being a writer. You have taken that and shared it with the world. And now there are people who have fallen in love somehow with this character uh, and this, this world that she's in and are continuing to extrapolate on these themes and ideas. That's incredible. That is the circle of life. I mean, it is incredible in the true sense of the word. It is not credible. How has this happened? <laughs> How do you sleep at night, Jamie? <laughs> it's getting more challenging, James. I'm not going to lie. I'm really intrigued to know where you listen. When do you listen and where are you when you've got it on? Most of the time uh, I listen in my car because each episode is only 30 minutes. So typically when I leave my house, if I'm driving somewhere in Los Angeles, I'll listen to an episode and it'll the drive time will, will sort of equal the amount of time in the episode. Because people have like said to us that they've nearly crashed their cars from listening to Blinder Blinks. It's mm. so really? funny. So please do be careful. We cannot be I'll held go- responsible for the death of Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't actually ever answer that question, so Rocky will never know. I kind of love if he doesn't know. <laughs> I'd rather he not know and be confused. Oh, the mystery. The great mystery. Yeah, I, I want to know where he gets a lot of his reference points as well. Specifically... His understanding of the female anatomy is very confusing. Yes. Are you talking about cervix gait? Yeah, or a lot of appendages that hang, you know, like... Yeah. It's never made breasts more unsexy. (laughs) Plunge, they literally plunge. Hang as if they were from, you know, 50 to 60-year-old women. I I don't understand. (laughs) It's very confusing. As the only woman in the conversation, sometimes they hang, okay? Like, let's just not judge Belinda, all right? Yeah, but not when you're like 29 and supposed to be like this amazingly beautiful kind of flawless woman that dad's created in his mind. Oh, exactly. And, it, and also, you know, with the understanding that this is essentially a fantasy, right? So if you're the writer and you're, you're sort of, you have the ability to write any, yeah, any exactly. scenario from your mind in the way that you fantasize <laughs> is what he fantasizes about. It's can, I, can I just stop you? It's getting a little bit uncomfortable for me, actually. <laughs> Let's not talk about my dad's fantasies, please. <laughs> It's bad enough that I read it every week. Have you spoken to your dad about this? I really haven't, no. (laughs) There are some things that I'm willing to talk about and other things I'm just not. Let's roleplay that one, Elijah. How do you open up that chat? Yeah, I guess you don't. Dad, pass the gravy. Also, about the chode in Chapter (laughs) 7. But he's listened to every episode of the podcast, right? Oh, yeah, about a million times. He's, he, I think he's like most of our listenership, to be honest. It's amazing. I love him. Had he always wanted to be a writer from when he was young? Interestingly, I don't think he has, although this whole experience has made me kind of look at my dad in a different light. And it has made me realise that, yeah, he isn't just my dad. He's a person yeah. that's got ambitions and, yeah, dreams and a creative voice himself. So maybe he's always kind of wanted to be a writer or be creative in some way. Yeah. Um, so it's just nice that now that he's retired and he's raised his kids, he can just be like, Do you know what, now it's my turn. I'm going to just write porn. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's his time to shine. It's his time to, and we're helping him shine, everybody. But, you know, when he first sat down in the pavilion and, and imagined this character, there's no way that he could have imagined the, the course that his life would, would take. His life has been changed. He's yeah. a celebrity now. He is a celebrity. But with this kind of amazing anonymity, because everybody wants to know what Rocky looks like, everybody wants to know what Rocky sounds like. What do you think he looks like, Elijah? <laughs> um, does he wear glasses? He does. Well, he actually wears contact lenses, but when he's tired, he puts on a pair of specs. <laughs> what do I imagine? Uh, I imagine sort of tall, Grey hair, speckled. Uh, and I, I think he fancies cardigans. And oh. 
and I think he smokes a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Any more British I'm stereotypes? Pre- <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I've created a very stereotypical British uh, author. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, he doesn't smoke a pipe that I know of, although okay. in the pavilion, God knows what goes down. <laughs> Um, yeah. Cardigans, he does like a good woolly jumper, actually. I think okay. that's, it's not far from it the truth. The bespeckled, the grey mm. speckled is not wrong. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. Yeah. Has, has he inspired you, Elijah, to maybe pick up a pen, try and write something? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about ordering it on Amazon because you can actually order the book. You should do that. It's only one ninety nine. Is it only one ninety nine? Yeah. That is sterling. It is a, literally a bargain. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll contribute to the, the Rocky Flintstone Fund. I really think you should. Who's the publisher? Like, how, what's the story about... So he wrote the book... And then ultimately, he he obviously had to have it published. So, oh, what's that story? Elijah, he self-published it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no one would have actually published it because that's the thing. You can buy the book, but it isn't an actual physical book. It's only an ebook. Oh, there must be there must be a hardback copy. Because if if there was a publisher, there would have been some sort of quality control. He finished it. He was like done. Not even going to check it. Upload it to Amazon. Done. Yeah. Wow. Power to him. But to think people would have been deprived of Rocky's voice. If self-publishing oh, didn't exist, it's it, true. It, it beggars belief. It's not a world I want to live in, quite frankly. You're absolutely right. This is an incredible literary work that would have gone unnoticed. Oh, come on. Calm down. <laughs> Does he drink wine while he's writing? Oh, my God. By the truckload. He is yeah. off his tits when he is this writing is, this book. This is, it has to be wine and soaked. It really does. <laughs> yeah. I'd be really concerned if he was sober. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually covering a multitude of sins, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? The fact that he's drunk. At least he can hide behind a cloud of Chardonnay. I can cling to the fact that it's not really him. It's just his adult drunk haze. It's all fine. Yeah. It, it, it suddenly makes everything make more sense as well. Yeah, because even one of our favourite moments is when um, Bella becomes Donna. <laughs> right. <laughs> so moments like that, you're like, maybe he was just pissed. Yeah. It's fine. He, he just forgot. Exactly. Yeah. And, and writers forget. Writers are people too. They are. You're allowed to forget. You're allowed to just type it up and not read it again and press send. That's okay. Who proofreads? Who proofreads in this day and age? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is a paid advertisement from BetterHelp Online Therapy. Now, we don't always realise just how much our negative thoughts and experiences stick with us and weigh us down. You might find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mum does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get all of this off your chest. And I'm sorry about what I said last week, James. Um, Whether (laughs) it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. And that's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. 
so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mydad today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash my dad. So there's there's obviously been a lot of discussion um, towards the end of the podcast about this notion of making a film version of it. Absolutely, yeah, because we kind of wanted to like get your take on it, really, because obviously you have played one of the most iconic figures in English literature in Frodo, and right. Belinda yeah. is obviously up there with iconic characters in literature too. So what yes, advice <laughs> So what advice would you have for the actress who would take on the mantle of Belinda? It's like Scarlett O'Hara take 2. God it really is. Um well, it's interesting the 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 author doesn't really provide a great deal of context as to, <laughs> <laughs> um, It's open to interpretation it's certainly. Opportunities for an actress uh, to imbue the character with whatever she feels. I fantasize about a version of, of this on film, and I think what's really exciting about it, because there's like two ways you could approach it. One, you could, like any adaptation, take the book and you know generally adapt it in a way that uh, it, it actually makes sense. But I think that the actual approach should be to literally adapt it as it is. <laughs> Bad punctuation and all. Everything. I just think it would be brilliant. If you had real actors given those words, and <laughs> it would be the funniest, most incredible thing ever. Well, then we've got to talk who? Which actors? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, who do you think could play Belinda? It's a lot of pressure on that role. God, it really is. What about Jessica Chastain? Whoa. Oh, so you're going highbrow with this. Well, I think that's the way you make it work. <laughs> and I think that is also where it will be even funnier. If you have yeah, very true. serious, very good actors uh, delivering um, ridiculous lines in very strange contexts, especially my favorite conversations are actually about the business. Me which, too. Which Rocky doesn't really get into with any any degree of detail. Uh, so it's all <laughs> so unbelievably vague. But those conversations are, are are beautiful because they're they're literally talking about nothing. Oh my god, he makes talking about nothing into an art form. He really does. It's poetry. Oh, it's it's it is poetry. And I, I just I want to see more than the, the sexual scenarios, which are very funny, but more than those, the, the scenarios where he actually tries to sort of legitimize whatever this business is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the best. What do you mean the pots and pans industry? Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like Jess Chastain is not a bad shout. Like Jamie says, it's a big role. I don't want to call into question her abilities, but do you think that she has it in her? Oh, man, it would be a challenge, be a challenge <laughs> for, for any actress uh, to pull that off. has to be someone who's comfortable with nudity as well. This, this actress is going to be naked a lot. That's true. Oh, that's maybe true. That, yeah, maybe she'd be opposed to that. Maybe an actress from Game of Thrones, they tend to get their kid off quite a oh, yeah, lot. Good true. show. My concern is that when we find the right Belinda, it's fitting all those other bit players around it because say like <laughs> Tony the MD, I mean, he's quite a guy. We have talked on the podcast, Elijah, about you taking on the role of Tony. I, I don't know how you feel about that. Well, actually, the role that I would love to play, <laughs> it's probably my favourite in the entire book, 
at, when they're at the hotel, this is towards the end of the book, and she's at the hotel and there's the man that works the front desk. The youngish man. The youngish man that, didn't have a name that suddenly does have a name. You are uh, so the youngish man. How do we not think of this? That is who I want to play. Do you know how to make turkey sandwiches? I do, yeah. Pretty okay. adept turkey sandwiches. So you could be pretty method in this role. For sure. Great. Job, Jules. Uh, well, before you say that, James, oh. n- nothing's a shoe in at this stage. I don't want anybody to get <laughs> complacent, okay? We'll call you. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm willing to put myself on tape. Uh, I can audition. <laughs> Who's playing? What about the Duchess? Well, I'm thinking Dame Judi Dench. We're going to a highbrow. Wait a second. That's so good. Do you have an in? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. She's maybe a little bit old. Okay, maybe a little bit. Judy yeah, she might be a bit... We're looking mid mid to early 50s, I think. What about Angelina Jolie? I said that, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Gosh, you're taking your life in your hands. <laughs> early to mid 50s. <laughs> wait, wait, isn't she? <gasps> is she? She looks great if she's in her 50s. I'm looking, I'm looking her up. I think she's in her late 40s. I think she's in her late 40s. <laughs> <laughs> she looks incredible. Backtrack. Oh, oh no. She's 41. I took it back. Took it oh, God. <laughs> She's back. in her 30s two years it was, ago. It wasn't actually the age that I was thinking of. It was more the sort of the raw sexuality that I think the character needs. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, we misunderstood. Yes, of course. Yeah. She has to have power, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, absolutely. It's a bit of a cheeky question, but do you still do auditions at this stage in your career? I do. Yeah. Do you really? I do. <laughs> yeah. You're auditioning right now. <laughs> I, I am. I didn't realise it, but I, I, I do now. Um, and do you have some like classic, awful memories in the early days of some properly cringe auditions? I do. Yeah, I auditioned. <laughs> I auditioned when I was God. I must have been nine years old, ten, nine oh, or wow. ten. And I auditioned for. I think it was Kindergarten Cop. <gasps> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> great movie. And Ivan Reitman, I believe, directed it. So I auditioned for Ivan Reitman and we read through the scene. And then he looked at me and, and said quite sternly that he didn't believe me and that I was <laughs> acting. Oh. Which was a very harsh thing to tell a nine-year-old child. So you shouldn't be able to see that you're acting. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was telling me that I wasn't playing the character with any kind of reality that I was, that he could see that I was faking it or something. Ouch. It's it's kindergarten cop, guys. I mean, calm down. (laughs) Did you see the kids that made it in? (laughs) (laughs) What nine-year-old does Meisner? Jeez. As far as the film version is concerned, like, have you actually thought about maybe shooting a scene? Yeah, we have actually. You really should. Oh, man. Well, look, look, if I'm ever in London, uh, I would happily join in on whatever um, that project is. Whatever it is. I love how vague that is. Whatever hot mess that is. Your dreams uh, I, of playing the youngish man will come true. Whichever way you'd like me. But Stop I would love that. begging it, Elijah. We'll think about it. A verbal contract is legally binding. So uh, that's you tied in now. Thanks, Elijah. That's fine. I understand. So, Elijah, do you really, really think this movie could be made? Do you think the fact it could be a franchise is going to help its chances of, you know, making it in Hollywood? It's a tentpole. Oh, it's a tentpole of its own variety. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, look, uh, the industry is very much looking towards um, franchises these days. Mm -hmm. They're not interested in making um, uh, standalone films anymore. So the fact that it has franchise potential um, is, is definitely... Uh, on its side. Think of the merchandise. Oh, yeah. I mean, God. Pomegranate sex toys. 
I think some some reference to um, the Pots and Pans company as well could be good. We really wanted to get on as a footnote, maybe further down in the series, maybe mm. someone from like Le Creuset. Right. What? How did you pronounce that? Le Creuset. <laughs> how do you pronounce it? I think it's La Crusette. It, babe, it ain't. <laughs> it may not be, but it's definitely not Le Creuset. Do it's not- French. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? La Crusée. Oh. Yeah, mate, you really kind of got La Crusée. Where are you from, sweetheart? You got schooled there by Levine. Is there not uh, an E at the end of the two T's? No. Oh. There's one T, for starters. (laughs) All right, yeah. Alice takes her La Crusée pants very seriously. I'm sure you're getting that. Where do you think the Belinda character was drawn from? Well, either way, La Cruze or La Cruzette or whatever, uh, <laughs> we'll maybe get them on. I mean, we feel like we need some insight because how true to the pots and pans industry is this? We're only taking Rocky's word for it. Well, exactly. You need a representative from that side to really paint uh, a more accurate picture or confirm that, that Rocky um, had actually already created a relatively accurate representation of that world. This is true. Maybe it's all true. We could have literally all this time been making fun of him and he could have been really accurate and the joke's on us do you think he's maybe a whistleblower (laughs) (laughs) the sexual underbelly of the pots and pans industry exactly you don't know what goes on he's deep throat you don't know what goes on (laughs) clearly not many meetings Uh, and and uh sales representatives that when they're hired or before they're hired they're asked to have sex first was it chapter two or three she'd already been hired and wasn't there like a boardroom that she goes into, she's in the office. The leather room. Yeah. So, like, that, <laughs> I found that so interesting and confusing, how it went from a business meeting to a leather room that <laughs> just happens to be in the office. Every office has one. I guess so. You've clearly never worked in an office, Elijah. I have not worked in an office. <laughs> we call them a breakout zone, don't we, sometimes, in, in swanky offices? Just somewhere that you can be creative, be it sexually or, or with or ideas. Yeah. And it's wiped clean, so everyone's a winner. Do you know what I mean? Some juices will be flowing, whether they're uh, <laughs> creative or uh, otherwise. otherwise yeah. And the sort of maze thing was also, wasn't that at a fundraiser? For the Asses and Donkeys Trust, it wasn't. <laughs> Asses and Donkeys Trust! <laughs> is that <laughs> it is not a thing it is definitely not a thing what does he imagine that is well what do you think happens to lame asses and donkeys if there's not a trust <laughs> someone's got to look after them someone does with, with the youngish man we didn't find out his name for two chapters right that's correct, correct. yeah, yeah. <laughs> most people he he kind of describes them and then they'll get their introduction at the end of the chapter listen he keeps an air of mystery it's great he, it keeps you guessing it keeps you hooked he doesn't want to give you everything right away elijah makes, stop bringing you... up the youngish man Sorry, I, well, I just I just feel so connected to it. <laughs> We've said we're going to see some people, okay? Right, all right. I'll send in my tape. Send your tape in. You're on the shortlist. Drop <laughs> it. RockyFlintstone at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Um, your thoughts are going to be so useful for Rocky. I think he's really going to channel a lot of these things. And also for potentially Belinda Blinked One, the movie. Oh, fantastic. I hope I've been helpful. I really think mm. you have. This I has think been producer su- credit. Oh, frankly. such great insight. Yeah, definitely. Well, some credit. Let's not be bandying around <laughs> producer credit so early. <laughs> early doors. Calm down. Key grip. It's away so freely. I know, right? We could charge a fortune for that. So, Elijah, if you have any thoughts um, about anything going forward, we obviously have a direct line to Rocky. So just send them over. I certainly will. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to really be thinking about this. 
I really think you should. And just mention to Jess Chastain that it's happening. Yeah, for sure. I'll just, it's, it's happening. She's, she's got the role, so she won it. <laughs> oh, she'll want it. And who wouldn't? So, Elijah, if there is, like, one thing that you really want Belinda to get up to in Amsterdam in Chapter 2, what would it be? Well, I mean, God, Amsterdam is, is sort of rife with, with sexuality. I mean, the red light district is, you know, very plentiful in regards to <laughs> prostitution and live sex shows. I mean, God, there's just so many ways that she could go. Um, <laughs> I think... I mean, I definitely imagine that she'll probably hire a prostitute in one of those windows and have an experience. I see, I see her potentially going to a live sex show maybe with a client uh, as a way of, of wooing that client to uh, their particular product. Given the sort of magnetism uh, that Belinda clearly has, um, I think she'll probably be asked on stage. Um, oh, interesting. I can see that happening. Wow. Well, there's only one way to find out if any of that's correct, Elijah, and that is to tune in on Monday, because it is porno day again. Fantastic. I'll tune in. Thank you so much, Elijah, for joining us. It's been really, really fun chatting and discussing Uh, my dad's work of genius. It's been great. It's super surreal for me, because you guys have... I've been listening to your voices for a a long time now, so this is great. I feel like I know you. We're all friends now. It's all great. (laughs) We're one big, happy, smutty family. Until next time. Until next time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.